0: Can you imagine the level of a mind that watches wrestling?
1: The audience wants to see action, adventure, wrestling, and plenty of it. Big men in tights, you know the drill. Rammer Slammer. Welcome to Rammer Slammer. I'm Ben Flanagan, and welcome to our 19th episode of the podcast, and we're glad to have you with us. And today we're going to give you one of those mock drafts heading into the real draft, obviously between Raw and SmackDown in the midst of this WWE brand split, and joining me to do that will be the professor, Dr. Will Nevin, and we're going to give you our 10 man and woman rosters that we would pick to populate our respective shows. Neither of us are going to pick for Raw or SmackDown, we're simply going to pick from the full main roster board and try to come up with our respective best shows and see which of the two would be the best between our 10 man and woman rosters. So we hope you enjoy that before we get to that though. I want to quickly say a word on this weird sort of wrench that WWE has thrown into the overall storyline or the primary storyline involving the battleground main event that's coming up. Obviously everybody knows about the shield triple threat that has been promised that will be the main event of the next pay-per-view, and I think that we're going to have, I don't know, something strange happen on the Monday Night Raw before next Tuesday's brand split during the first live episode of SmackDown, and obviously we have this main event for Monday Night Raw plan between Dean Ambrose and Seth Rollins, which is set to be a championship match, and I'm guessing something a little strange happens that, that affects the larger plan here and perhaps pushes back the triple threat that is scheduled for battleground. And look, that might be super conventional wisdom and, and totally obvious to most people out there because again, this, this battleground pay-per-view is scheduled to take place after the draft takes place this Tuesday night. So I'm guessing all three of the former shield members are not going to be on the same show. They're going to be split up in some manner. So Look for some kind of, I don't know, hopefully creative ending to this Monday Night Raw main event between Ambrose and Rollins. Again, it could get a little weird, and we might not totally understand what WWE creative is is going for initially, but they're going to have to find uh, an interesting way to split these guys up and to, to create these two championships as, as everybody expects them to. But more than anything, I just have a feeling we're not going to get the S.H.I.E.L.D. triple threat in the way that we were initially promised at Battleground. Because, again, this is a big money match. This is WrestleMania worthy, or at least SummerSlam worthy. And so I think that we're going to get the real pure S.H.I.E.L.D. triple threat match at SummerSlam at the soonest. And I doubt it will be at Battlegrounds. So that's just a, a very mild prediction. I'm not really going out on much of a limb there. And I'm sure a lot of people probably feel the same way. So I'm sorry to digress. Let's move on. Here is the mock draft between myself and the professor, Dr. Will Nevin. Enjoy. This has been
2: Flanagan with Rammer Slammer. And I'm now talking to the professor, Dr. Will Nevin. How's it going, doctor?
0: It's going great. I'm here in the draft compound.
2: Okay, well, then you've got a a distinct advantage on on me because I'm not in that compound. I'm not looking at the big board. I'm not making important phone calls because we've got a WWE draft to to make right now because, as everybody knows, SmackDown will go live on Tuesday, July 19th, and on that show, they will hold the, the WWE draft for the brand split. And, you know, I'm not sure what all the stipulations will be outside of a few things here and there, but... We don't necessarily have to apply all of those here outside of maybe I had heard that they were going to split up tag teams and that they weren't drafting tag teams together. This is all about putting each individual on one of the shows, which I thought was ludicrous to to split up tag teams. But if that's what Vince wants to do, that's what he wants to do. So this will be one of the many mock drafts wrestling fans will endure between now and, and Tuesday. But It's too fun and and too hypothetical to to pass up. So the professor and I are going to hold a a draft here, each of us representing a show, not necessarily Raw, not necessarily SmackDown, but we're going to each draft 10 people from the WWE roster in an attempt to make the best possible show. And, and Nevin, you and and I just got done talking beforehand about how we're going to do this. You had it in mind at first, that we would exclude people who are holding belts right now, the champions on the WWE roster. My idea is to to vacate all of the titles and and just draft the individuals that that make each of our shows that much better and that much more complete. So are you okay with that idea, or or do you want to stick with the no champions allowed?
0: All the titles are vacant, Maggle. It's a new day in the WWE.
2: In that case, I'm going to give you first pick, Will. And and we're just, again, we're going to pick ten apiece. And just out of the goodness of my heart, since you're such a, a good friend and loyal guest here on Rammer Slammer, I think you deserve the number one overall pick here in the Rammer Slammer WWE brand split draft. So you go ahead.
0: Now, I think there was a key bit of dialogue uh, on Monday night. They laid the groundwork for not picking this guy first. But he's number one on my big board. He's the face that runs the place. My number one pick, John Cena. Um, Whether whether he's going to actually go down as the number one pick, I don't know. But I think it was very important Monday night. They talked about Cena's getting older. Do you want him at the top? I do. I think he's got a couple more years and he moves numbers. That's why he's my number 1 pick.
2: Interesting pick. Interesting pick, but I I'm glad you made that pick to be honest with you, Will, because it it gives me just a fresh crack at the guy that I think is the future of WWE and and quite honestly, this you look if, if we're talking strictly from An athletic standpoint, if we're we're talking about drafting the number one overall pick in the NFL or something, this is a risky pick because we're talking about somebody who's coming off of a major injury, and anybody can get injured at any time in the WWE, but I'm going to put it all in on Seth Rollins as my number one pick. The guy, I think, is a total package in all of pro wrestling right now. Incredible in the ring. Incredible on the mic. He's back. He's in the main event picture, and I think he's here to stay so seth rollins the the no brainer logical number one pick for me. I feel like I'm already winning this draft. I had Rollins evaluated
0: <laughs> i had Rollins evaluated at four, so i'm I'm feeling real confident my number two five years down the road is going to be the biggest good guy, the biggest babyface in the WWE since Stone Cold. Right now, he's a bad guy. The future, unlimited, my number two pick, Kevin Owens.
2: Whew, that's a great pick. Uh, if I had said he wasn't my number two on the board, I'd be lying. So, I'm, I'm jealous of the pick. I think that's interesting what you just said, the, the fact that you think he's going to be a good guy. Not a bad guy five years down the road. Uh I, I don't know. Maybe that's true, but regardless, like you said, for him, and, and he's picture picture one way or the other. And and like Rollins, I think he he brings it in every facet of the industry. So that's a that's an incredible pick, a, a, a smart pick, go to pick. So I admire you, Doctor. So my my next one, now that Kevin Owens is off the board, is a guy who is a little longer in the tooth let's say, than than Kevin Owens and a lot of people on the roster, but is a fresh face in the WWE right now. And ever since his arrival just a few months ago, the guy has been an absolute monster in the ring, and I think he's really improved on the mic and is just, in general, a phenomenal storyteller. If I'm not giving it away there. It's AJ Styles, the guy who I think has unlimited potential still even at the age that he is right now, what, in his late 30s? Let's say the guy is just an athletic freak. As our friend Ben Stark refers to him, he is a living superhero, a guy who can just pretty much do anything in the ring, and he has elevated his opponents, guys like Jericho and, and Roman Reigns and now John Cena, in, in ways that I didn't think they could be at this point late in their careers. So AJ Styles, is he's one of the best guys that they've got right now, obviously a guy who I think has an extremely bright future despite his age. My number two pick, AJ Styles.
0: That's a mighty good pick. Uh, Age is the only concern with Styles. I think if we were doing this uh, five years ago and Styles was in the WWE, I haven't been able to see much of his his TNA work because, I don't know, TNA just seems like a depressing thing to watch. Um, But I completely agree with your, your evaluation on Styles he was in my top 5 um but again i feel like i'm winning winning uh i'm going to get uh my first three picks off the board my number 3 pick maybe a reach here uh but his work has certainly been phenomenal he's got a look that is distinct he's got an energy that's distinct and uh certainly has international appeal and all the nerds love him my number 3 pick
2: uh, Shinsuke Nakamura oh ah, okay we're we're reaching into NXT here so we did not stipulate that NXT guys were off the board so it's fair game I'll give you Nakamura
0: my my scouts have have put some real uh attention down in NXT they
2: they are scouring all corners of the of the WWE so, yeah, that's a great pick. If if I was picking an NXT guy, he would be the first one. But I'm going to go ahead and tell you, I'm not picking any NXT folks. I'm, I'm leaving them all on the board, which may or, not, may, or may not be a mistake. But I'm going to stick with the man roster here. And and I, I might regret it later, but that's okay. I'm having trouble here with my third pick because I've got a lot of guys on the board that I want and, and a lot who are available still. But... This is this is probably going to be the biggest pick I regret here, but just the fact that the biggest TV and money draw, it, the fact that he's still on the board right now, it, it's just too tempting to leave him up there. Even though you can't really count on his schedule, you, you've got a tricky, enormous contract to work with. You have a lot of negotiating to put up with. Appearances aren't always guaranteed, but... I can't pass up a guy who can headline every pay-per-view that I have for the next several years despite his own old age and the style of AJ Styles. I'm going with the beast. I'm going with Brock Lesnar because I think that his WWE career is going to last much longer, obviously, than his UFC career, And, and he's going to be around for longer than I think a lot of people think. And the guy is just electrifying in the ring. And, again, you can put him in any main event, and as soon as the guy's music plays, no matter what city you're in, no matter what show you're on, the guy is going to just blow the place up and excite people, and it's just too big of an attraction to pass up. So Brock Lesnar, my number three pick.
0: I completely agree with all those statements. Um, Certainly winning in UFC complicates his WWE future, I think. Um, but yeah, he's he's an attraction when when booked right. So uh, I had him a bit lower, but um, I, I'm I'm with you. I'm starting I'm starting to feel like I might be reaching. Um, my number four pick uh, I think has been helped as of late. Um, he would definitely have been lowered down uh, the board if we were doing this even. Uh, a month or two ago, but he's had his first big title run. Um, whether that's going to be a long title run, we'll have to see. But my number four, Dean Ambrose.
2: Uh, okay. Well, you know, he, I think he was like if, if this was a Mel Kiper list here, he w- he would probably been the name that was next best available, and and he's a guy who I definitely would have picked there. And and that's tough. That's a tough one. Uh, I would have loved to have had Ambrose because. I mean, obviously, he's still a fan favorite. He's a guy who, again, kind of like Brock Lesnar, I mean, he's going to get a big reaction every single time he comes out. I mean, the fans have been loyal to him and are obviously thrilled that he's champion right now, and he would have been my pick. So good on you, Nevin, and and screw you for picking him. So my <laughs> my number four is going to draw a lot of booze, Nevin. But, look, any reaction is a good reaction, and so I'm, uh... going, with, I'm going with Roman Reigns for my number four pick, and I'm going to I'm gonna just depend on the fact that Roman Reigns, despite the boos that he may get from the smart fans out there, he is somebody who is polarizing, and I think polarizing is good for TV. It's good for a show, and, again, you're going to get a reaction no matter what from people. You're going to get big cheers, and I'm going to sell a lot of merch uh, to the kids, and, and I'm going to get big boos, and that's going to give me a pretty solid social media push, which... Vince obviously stressed was the utmost, of the utmost importance on the the finale of raw this past week so roman reigns i i think there's a lot of value there.
0: I was just about to grab him um <laughs> I, if we could if we could uh, uh arrange some kind of trade i might and on my show he would be booked as a monster monster heel um uh, antagonist against uh Guys like Nakamura and Cena, and a couple of years down the road uh Owens um, I think now the direction you go with him is just bad guy, bad guy, bad guy, and I think you could do a lot of business with him so i'm I'm a little sad to see him off the board, um, oh, let's go hmm. Hmm, I'm a little lost now um are we are we including uh the women in this draft yes
2: Yes, we are yes
0: okay good uh this is about the time on my board where i had um my first uh women's pick i'm gonna go with sasha banks she is uh popular she's good in the ring uh i think she's got a great look she's great uh on the mic I think you can build a uh, women's division around her. So Sasha Banks, my number
2: five. You can have her, will, because I, I'm going to need to be sold on Sasha Banks way more before I, I waste a draft pick on on potential. You know, and I think that's all she is right now, because all I hear from smart fans out there is Sasha Banks, Sasha Banks, Sasha Banks. She's the total package. She has as much potential and crossover appeal as The Rock did. And and I'm just not really seeing it right now. And that probably has everything to do with how she's been booked so far since she's been called up from NXT. And and admittedly, I didn't watch her run nearly enough as much as I should have, and I should go back and check it out and understand why so many people are so high on Sasha Banks. But I just don't see it right now. Like, I do see it with my fifth pick, and that is the current women's champion, Charlotte, who I think is phenomenal in 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 her role as she is right now just a terrific bad guy. I hate that she's split up with Rick Flair, but I'm sure we'll have a an emotional reunion in in the next year or so and and I know that we obviously are about to get a really terrific feud going with Sasha Banks and Charlotte, but I think Charlotte is the way more proven commodity right now. She's just as athletic as pretty much anybody on the roster man or woman. And she's just so good on the mic and is so good as a bad guy that, again, kind of like Seth Rollins and and Kevin Owens, I I think she can sort of do anything. And and her matches have all been really good, but I just think she chews the scenery and, and manipulates fans about as well as anybody right now. So, again, proven commodity, I'm going with Charlotte. Yeah, since her turn, she has
0: done some really amazing work. So I can't. I can't uh, fault you for going with Charlotte there. Uh, Let's see. Um, My number six, I think I'm going to go back to NXT. uh, Continue my in-depth scouting advantage here. Just had a fabulous match uh, with uh, Shinsuke Nakamura. Uh, Got a great look. Again, a little bit on the wrong side of 30, but give it to him. Uh, ride him for the next couple of years. See what you can do with him. Finn Balor, number six.
2: All right. Well, you know, again, I, I kind of follow him in the same category as Sasha Banks and maybe some of the other guys that are still on the board right now. And just bet. I, I recognize what he's done at the NXT level. and and acknowledge that he's a terrific worker in the ring. I have some questions about his mic skills, to be honest with you, and and what kind of broad appeal he can have to, to, to everybody, but he's clearly a fan favorite at that level, and I'm sure it'll translate once he's in the WWE, so that's probably a really good pick. So the big question that I have here is, are we sticking with the WWE stipulation that tag teams are split, or are we picking tag teams together. What do you think? Um, hmm.
0: I have a wrestler that's currently on a tag team on my big board, but I want to split him off. Um. Okay, we can do that then.
2: Okay. All right. Well, it, 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 since we're splitting them off, I'm going to skip who I would have picked, and I'm going go to go straight. I'm going to go straight to Bray Wyatt. As ah, my next pick. A guy. Again, we we talk about potential here, and Bray Wyatt seems to have all the potential in the world. But WWE just still hasn't quite figured out what to do with him. With all of the promise that they've delivered, and then all of the, god, the countless storylines that they've set up with him. The guy just has an incredible look. I think he's really good in the ring. Fantastic on the mic. And, and somebody who, who I think still has a really bright future is is you know whether that's good guy or bad guy, I was actually pretty intrigued back what was it during WrestleMania or, or whichever pay per view it was when they sort of set him up to be a good guy, then he gets injured and then it comes back in the same old, same old Bray Wyatt, I'll be in a fun feud at the moment. But yeah, I'm 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 just gonna gonna depend on the fact that Bray Wyatt has the ability and has, again, that kind of crossover and broader appeal that seems to, I don't know, intrigue people, and he intrigues me, so he's my next I think we have...
0: Our, our scouting departments think a lot alike, aside from my, <laughs> my love for NXT. Uh, I think you can do a lot with Bray, that momentary, uh, shining... Uh, fleeting glimpse as a face in that tag match with Reigns was really something else. Just the way he showed he could work a match as a good guy, the energy he brought to that, it was really something. And maybe two or three years from now, we get back to that. Um, So yeah, he was high on my board, and I'm a little sad to see him go. Um, So at my number seven, I'm starting to look at my, my roster. It is younger. It is greener. I need a proven veteran. I need a guy who's been around, who maybe has a few more years left, who can work good to maybe not great matches with folks. He He's entering that phase of his career where maybe he's going to need to be carried, but I've got guys that can carry him. So my number seven proven commodity, Randy Orton.
2: Mm. Interesting.
0: Okay. Well,
2: you know, we're gonna learn a lot at at SummerSlam, obviously, when he goes up against my guy, Brock Lesnar, and then to see if what all he still has left in the tank and certainly during the build up to that, see if he still got it on the mic and what kind of angle he can work with Brock Lesnar and Paul Hammond. So that's an interesting pick. Again, I think that's a potential pick because, I mean, obviously Randy Orton has a pretty distinguished career under his belt, but you know, you never know how injuries affect the future. So, we'll see what Randy's got in him. I'm sure he'll he'll be good as new. So, good pick. So, my next one. I've got a lot of bad guys on on my list here. Almost all of my picks are, despite Roman Reigns, and and like you said, you could make an argument for him as as one of the great future bad guys in WWE. So. I'm going to go a little further down on my list here and and sort of go against my own logic in terms of who I wanted to pick because I need some good feuds. I need some good versus evil on my roster. And I'm going to steal some potential from yours. You have Kevin Owens, and one of the best teams in the business right now is Owens versus Sami Zayn. I'm taking Sami Zayn off the board, and you can't have him. So. And then we all know that Sami Zayn's an incredible worker. Even if I'm not his biggest fan, I mean, you go back to that Zayn Nakamura match and some of the matches he's had with Owens and others so far. The guy's incredible in the ring. And again, I, I, I need I need I need a hero on the roster. Sami Zayn's my guy right now. Yeah, he was
0: uh, he was high on my board. A lot of potential. Um, I think once they get around to actually telling a story with Zayn. Um I think there's going to be a lot there. Um but the story needs to be a little something different than just this underdog underdog underdog. Well why why is he an underdog? What makes him an underdog? But um uh, in in the ring he's got some great stuff and hey, we're going to do some big business uh at WrestleMania or um uh, at the Royal Rumble, whenever we can put Owens and Zayn uh, in the same ring together, because it's always dynamite. They, they have never had a bad match. Some some have been better than others. Um, the match they had in NXT, where uh, it basically ended with ref stoppage. I just I just love that match. But yeah, um, I can't I can't fault that pick. My number eight is the type of pick that Kuiper and Berman and Trent Dilfer and everyone else on the panel is going to laugh at me and suggest that I'm going to be fired, but I've got some logic behind it. He's currently in a stable. Uh, I think he's shown a lot of potential. I think you could do some interesting things with him. He has found his
2: groove,
0: his own particular weird, quirky space, and I think he could be an attraction for years to come. My number eight, Big E Langston.
2: Whoa. Big E, huh? So, yeah, if we're splitting up the tag teams, if, I mean, if we could pick tag teams, I would have picked New Day a couple of picks ago. But they're off the board, and that that made me wonder, like, if I'm picking one New Day member, or who's the first guy from the New Day? that that we're going to pick. And and yeah, I mean, why Big E? Like what's the big reason you pick him above Kofi and Xavier Woods?
0: I think he's got the most singles potential and maybe this is my, my Vince goggles talking, but he's got size and he's, like I said, he's really just found this weird kind of quirky place for him. And I think it works. And yeah, I I think you could build around him as a single star Maybe not at the world championship level, but then again, maybe. I don't know. I'd want to play around with him and see what we can do. Okay.
2: I like the pick for sure. He I think he's great and he he's one of the I think he's one of the best on the mic in the business right now. Really fantastic. And I'd be interested to see him in a singles run for sure. So I'm gonna go back to the bad guys right now. And a guy I think is severely underrated in the business right now, has done tremendous work in the past few months. And, and again, one of the best on the mics and just one of really the best bad guys in WWE right now. I mean, he, he really, really is is just killing it right now. And if, if I can – I don't think that managers are split. And if I can bring his wife, Maurice, with him, I'm taking the Miz next. A guy, again, I say underrated. I think he's really good in the ring, but man, he knows how to work the crowd, and and the guy makes me laugh. I need some comedy, and I need better mic work on my roster, so I'm taking the Miz. I think we have entered the the filling
0: holes portion of the draft. Um, Miz was not on my board. Um, You know, I, I agree with your assessment of his recent work. It has been fabulous. But, gosh, I just – I have a hard time seeing him as anything more than just mid-card comedy. And, you know, it's it's not bad, and uh, he certainly doesn't have bad work in the ring. And, um, I don't know, maybe one of these days you can move him on to uh, color commentary or something else or – I don't know. I'm not in love with that one, but I have full faith in your ability to book a show, and and I'm sure you can do great things with him. Um, Again, we're starting to hit the bottom here. Um, All the really, really attractive stuff uh, is gone pretty much at this point. I will say that I'm not in love with this guy. I think he's had his opportunities, and... Either management doesn't have faith in him, or he is just too Swiss. But my number nine, Cesaro. Um, I think he's got a great look, and if we can dial down the goofy comedy by about 15 to 20%, I think he could do some really amazing stuff. But uh, he's going to need
2: some work. It's a project. Yeah, he he's an ongoing project, and you're exactly right about him. And he was a huge fan favorite for a while. People thought he deserved a greater push than he had gotten. But, I, I you know, despite his terrific ring work, he obviously is an incredible athlete with incredible strength. He's just very awkward on the mic. And, and again, you said, <laughs> you said two That's a Swiss. That's the polite way to put it. Yeah, you said two Swiss, and, and I don't want to hold his accent against him. Nobody should. I mean, there have been great wrestlers in the past who have had accents and have been good on the mic. You look at somebody like Alberto Del Rio, who who I think is just really good overall. And in fact, you know what? I think I'm going to take Alberto Del Rio next. Okay. I think the guy is just a phenomenal worker, and he can play good or bad. I personally like him bad, to be honest with you, but I don't know. I, I keep building this roster, and it just keeps getting – Batter and batter and batter, and it's just full of these guys who are just consummate villains. I've got some tweeners on the roster to be sure, but I mean, I'm looking at the talent on the board and I'm just seeing bad guys who are just too good to pass up.
0: I think uh, after he left WWE, and I didn't see any of, his, any of his work in Ring of Honor, I've heard great things about his run uh, as a good guy. So. It's all about giving him something to work with, I think. Um ever since his WWE return he has had pretty much nothing. Um that Mex America thing was just strange. Uh but yeah, I I think there's great value in Del Rio at the bottom of the board. Um I am probably for my final pick, I am probably struggling between two of uh the the stranger choices Um, I have Undertaker listed toward the bottom of my board because we don't know whether he has another match. Uh, We don't know how many more appearances he has. So it's hard. It's like the Lesnar pick, but to a much greater degree. And so I'm going to leave Undertaker – Instead, I'm going to go with uh, a female wrestler in the WWE who I think is completely um, different than every other female in the roster. She has got a unique look, and I think she can uh, hold her own for years as, as the division's heavy, uh, and I'm not trying to make a joke there, uh, but... I think she's again totally different than everyone than everyone else. Back to NXT for Nia Jax. final pick.
2: Wow. That's a shocker. All that's left on the board, you reach back into to, to, to the the minor leagues, let's say, into triple A and call, calling up an ace here to, to close things out. I think that's really interesting. And and you've got two women on your roster. I commend you for that. And I wish I could do the same here, and maybe pick Oscar or, or another woman who is obviously so talented and, and certainly has enough potential to make it on the main roster and, and feud with the likes of Charlotte and and Sasha Banks. But I'm not going to do that. I'm going to stick with uh, one of the guys. And again, I've, I've got a I've got a, a villain tastic roster here, so I, I hate to pick another one because I mean I could go with like a consummate worker like Dolph Ziggler, somebody who who's obviously dependable and puts on great matches. If I needed more mic work, I could go with somebody like Enzo Amore, but I just don't think he's good enough in the ring to, to to warrant that pick. So instead, it's coming down between two people here, Nevin, and we've left Rusev on the board. And, and I really like Rusev, but I just think that his shtick just wears a little thin and we kind of get the same stuff out of Rusev. Every time, just the the evil Bulgarian, right, who collides with, you know, one American after the other with his U.S. title run. So I'm going to leave Rusev on the board, actually, and it's a shock to me that he he went undrafted. I'm going to go back to another veteran who has had a late run here and delivered some of his best work late in his career, and that's Chris Jericho, somebody Uh who – I'm i I've been a big fan of Chris Jericho for for a long time, and obviously we talk about Long in the Tooth. He's certainly a veteran on the roster, but some of the younger guys on on, on my roster they could learn from him. And, and he puts on he still puts on great matches, but really his, his work as a bad guy lately on the mic has just been fantastic. And he's had some great feuds, and again done some of his best work, sort of reaching back to his days in the WCW when he was just this just insufferable brat. And and Chris Jericho, it's hard not to include him, even though he's one of the older guys. So Chris Jericho, my tenth pick, tenth and final pick. That's a great pick.
0: Uh, He's going to have, you know, if he stays healthy, sporadic appearances for another, I don't know, probably five years. And um, I I, I think he could he could really do some great things for your program, whatever program that is.
2: Yeah. Well, I guess that does it for us. We've got twenty. performers here that that will i think make a pair of fine shows i feel great i'm sure you feel like you won i feel like i won and and i've I'd, I'd watched both shows to be honest with you
0: yeah and certainly we can have our assistant gms come along and fill out the rosters uh i think currently you have just charlotte right uh so she's gonna need somebody to wrestle um <laughs> and we're, we're gonna need some tag matches and uh, fill out the undercard. But yeah, I think we have potential for some great shows here. Dr. Nev
2: and the professor, thanks so much. Always a pleasure.
1: Rammer Slammer is produced and edited by Ben Flanagan for the Alabama Media Group and AL.com. Find us on iTunes and follow us on Twitter at Rammer Slammer. Thanks for listening.